0: Hello, and welcome to the Browns Blitz. Today is Friday, August 19th, and this is episode number 160. I'm your host, Rod Bloom. Joining me today is my brother, Jeff. Hey, Jeff, how are things going?
1: Hey, Rod, going good. Um, You know, a week ago, if you'd have told me I'd be learning how to pronounce Yelda Froholt, I'd have told you, you know, you were crazy, but here we are. Thanks
0: for helping me out with that because um, that's going to be coming up a little bit later. <laughs> um, yeah, we have, we have a, uh, a rare uh, Friday night uh, recording uh, of, of the podcast. I don't know. Um, I bet we've, uh, we or I or whatever have recorded this podcast on just about every day of the week, but I don't know about Friday. So um, we might be making a little bit of history here. <laughs> but it works wow. out. Um, yeah, it's huge. Uh, so, our uh, our guest tonight is none other than Kevin McAndrews. Uh, follow him at Big Kev Sports. Kev, how things going?
2: Good, lads. Top of the morning to you. How's it going?
1: Excellent. Thank you so There's much
2: the- for having me. Friday, special occasion. We're all relaxing. There's not that much uh, Browns drama going on, so if I was any better, it'd be a sin. You know what I mean.
0: Yeah, man, I love when that Irish accent comes and goes, Kev.
2: Yeah,
0: I love it. <laughs> try <laughs> to really put it. it
2: on, really try to put it on for the boys.
0: That's excellent. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're glad to have you, and uh, we're glad to be talking some Browns tonight. And like you said, just kicking back and relaxing and having some fun. Um, understand, you guys are bypassing the, the drink segment tonight. Um, I'm gonna just talk briefly because I put a little tweet out um, letting people vote on what I would drink on the show. I put up pretty three of of what I thought were pre- um, three really good choices. Um, you can see them on Twitter if you, if you want to look at the tweet. But the beer the one is uh, is is the Bell's Two Hearted Ale, which is um, an American IPA. It's a lot of people know this beer, guys. So um, it's seven percent. And I don't know if I've had this before. Um, this is actually one of the beers that my mother-in-law got me for helping out over at their house um, a couple weekends ago, and this is the first one I've had. So um, we've gone through the whole me and IPA thing on the show many, many times, and I have to say this this is um, this is good. Wow! Um, I don't drink a lot of just plain IPAs because some of them can still be a little too hoppy for me but Mm -hmm. for me this is really well balanced and i can see why people really really like this beer so um fans of bells i'm probably preaching to the choir but um if you're if you're somebody who's on the borderline with ipas i would i would give this one a try definitely
1: you know this sounds so familiar to me rod um spells two-hearted IPA I think I might have had this when I was up in Michigan and recorded like you think this time last year so
0: you you may have had it on the show before.
1: I think I actually had this on on the show yeah
0: okay yeah. well it's got a fish on the label if that helps I,
1: yeah I, I think I had it you know as a, as a draft up there oh okay but, um okay. Yeah, yeah I remember but, the show. Cause i think it's a michigan beer if, if memory serves
0: um bells i think bells is michigan is it not I'm yeah trying yeah. to look the bottle over but that sounds right to me yeah
1: uh, I, as soon as you said bells too hard i'm like you know i, I recognize that
2: uh uh what kind of fish is it guy who asked questions that doesn't matter at all
0: <laughs> uh, it's comstock michigan by the way yeah so it is michigan well, and I will answer that, Kevin, by saying that I am <laughs> nothing of a doesn't fisherman matter. whatsoever. No, it doesn't matter.
2: Neither am I, even if you could have just made it up, and I'll be like, yeah, yeah. oh, cool. I <laughs> eat my fish yeah. on a
0: plate, so I wouldn't know, you know, yeah. I, I wouldn't know one fish from another, honestly. Your
1: fish come from the grocery store.
0: Yeah, unless you know, unless it's like a spotted <laughs> rainbow trout that, or a largemouth bass, that's probably pretty easy to identify. That yeah,
1: uh, I, what, that
2: that bass that was up in uh, what's it, uh, the the uh, the TV series? Uh, oh, jeez, the Mafia, uh, the Sopranos.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: When because when they uh, we saw that they threw their uh, buddy Big P into the ocean and then. Tony had flashbacks of the uh, the singing bass. They would look at him, and it would be that guy. So I would know what a bass looked like. All
3: right. Yeah.
0: Well, I am Jeez. sending a picture of this bottle to Jeff for his uh, reference, and maybe he maybe he'll uh, know what kind of fish it is. So <laughs> I don't expect you to re- remember um, whether you had the beer or not, because uh, like you said, you, you had uh, it on tap. So so that wouldn't help it. You tell me right. if that looks like any specific kind of fish or if it just looks like a fish. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it looks like a fish. So, anyways, um, uh, it's a good beer. Yeah, I
1: don't know. That could be that could be just about anything. <laughs>
3: That's what I was saying. <laughs> it could, it could, be just,
1: could be just generic.
2: could yeah, be just yeah. like, oh, yeah. look, fish.
3: Yeah, if, I don't, if, yeah, I don't know. If
0: I were a fisherman, I would throw a name out there, you know,
1: because
0: yeah. probably nobody could argue it with you.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'm sure some longtime listener of this podcast will remember me talking about it whenever the heck that was.
3: Um, oh, how, how, yeah,
1: how, how crazy would it have
2: been if it was the last time I was on here?
3: Yeah. My last video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I that just could be. The
2: top of my head, that would be pretty crazy. And then, right. Even listening to you, Judge, or. Uh, Rod just talking about it, and I have no recollection of it. That would be pretty nuts. But I'm definitely gonna go check <laughs> and that out to see if it. Was Kev's like, do they
0: do they have stock in like dolls or something? This is all these guys drink. That's
1: <laughs> 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 right.
0: You know what? For one beer, guys, that was a darn good segment. No kidding. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Well, let's talk some Browns. We got um, we got a lot of stuff here um, we're going to cover. And, you guys, it's been a while, so I don't think we need to go into a, to a ton of detail. But, um, you know, the Browns played their first preseason game a week ago against the Jags. And, you know, aside from the first team, which just looked rusty and just kind of nervous and stuff uh, through those first three drives, you know, the first team offense. Yeah. Um, the team looked pretty good. So, um, I just thought we'd get let you guys each give some quick thoughts, you know, on that first game. You know, things that either impressed you or or concerns or anything like that. And then we'll kind of move on to some other stuff. So so uh so Kev we'll we'll let you go first on this one.
2: Yeah, well, you know, it's it's preseason. We've uh We've seen a little bit of everything, being longtime Browns fans. We've seen um, uh, the first-team offense and the entire rest of the season since 99 we We're determined on if the first-team offense scored any points at any point in time throughout the preseason. So uh, it's good to not be so concerned about that. Uh, and we also had an, uh, some undefeated championship preseasons, and uh, we know that doesn't matter either. Uh you know, it 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 was it was very interesting. Uh I really like you said, the offense stalled the uh the defense really came to play. Um I really enjoyed watching that Emerson uh on the defense with the pick six. Um the def- uh, the defensive line I, it looks from what I saw, it looks like we have some depth there at uh, defensive tackle. We were, I know that I was worried at least that going into it, that uh, we might just not have the defensive tackles. Why aren't we signing someone? Why isn't, uh, why aren't we picking up uh, Richardson? Why aren't we picking up, you know, but uh, yeah. <laughs> with our, with our two DNs and even their backup DNs, they, they really got after the quarterback. Uh, Lawrence and then their backup so that was great to see And the uh, the Browns uh, running backs have nothing but depth uh, that was great to see the uh, kid from Cincinnati running the ball out there and uh, I was I was pretty impressed pretty impressed I'll say uh, it it was uh, it was good I'll just say it was good uh, it's tough for the first yeah. team offense we know Watson hasn't hasn't played and over year and a half now you know and they're finally uh-huh. in a game uh on the road and uh you know even though it's preseason, you know those are sometimes uh th- those are just uh the learning moments and I really think the uh, Browns can look back at that and uh I think they'll be okay moving forward
3: yeah, so
0: so Jeff, your thoughts, and I'd kind of like to hear what you, what how you came away feeling about the defensive line. If you if you feel um, DT, if you feel better, or kind of still how you did.
1: Yeah, you know, first preseason game, it's hard to read a lot into um, units. Um, I mean, these are kind of individuals at this point, just trying to stick with the team. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, it 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 was nice to see. Some some plays from some of those guys. Um, you no, know, I don't know how that translates against first team offensive lines down the road, so forth I mean, but but for these guys to be out there competing, that, that you know, I, I I think it showed us that we've got some some guys that are you know that have some potential. Uh, I mean, I was really impressed with some of the the rookies. Um, yeah. You know, in, in particular, uh, DeAnthony Bell stuck out for me. Um, I thought he had a, a great day at safety, um, yeah. oh. you know, um, and that, that's, that's, you know, that's a position that we need depth. You know, we, we beyond our, our starting guys, um, you know, we, we need a couple of guys that can rotate in. So, um, you know, that was pretty exciting. Um, you know, um, like Kevin said, Jerome Ford had a great night. Um, and it just, it, it showed that our offensive line can, can create holes, um, which was a real positive, you know, we know we're going to need that. We are need a lot of that. Um, and otherwise, you know, yeah, I thought, um, I mean, um, Isaiah Thomas had, had a nice night, you know, um, yeah. he's, he's obviously, you know, got an injury now, but, um, hopefully that bodes well for, for him sticking, you know, we'll, we'll see. Oh geez, when
2: as soon as you said injury, I just uh, made me remember about the Browns and their center uh, situation. Right. That's not good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Harris, I, what was that? The first I I mean second snap, snap, play. It looked awful. As yeah. a former offensive lineman myself, that oh, and to see that he's out for a year, that just that hurts. And then And then I guess the uh, second string center is now. I didn't see the full details, but is he also out for the year?
1: Well, the uh, the rookie Dawson Deaton.
0: Dawson uh, Deaton, yeah, yeah, who really wasn't
1: he wasn't the backup yet, but um, he got hurt like the next day, so um, (sighs) so he he, uh, he
0: kind of he was maybe the backup maybe moved into the backup spot when Nick Harris went down. So he was right. more like th- probably the third guy. I would
1: say third or fourth oh, yeah. guy. Yeah, third, yeah. maybe fourth, because yeah, yeah. they have another guy too. Yeah. But um, yeah. It's a shame because, you know, this This is really the year that, that Nick Harris needed to establish yep. himself um, as a starting center. And, you know, it's going to make it a tough road for him Coming back next year on the last year of his deal, um, to 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 win a starting job again, I think. You know, he missed some time last year, and you know, it's just hard to to bank on him as a starter now. You know, going forward.
0: I didn't even. We're going to go over the offense, guys. But okay. I didn't even write Nick Harris down um, with him being on IR. This is his. This is his third year.
1: Third year, yes. yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. okay. So yeah, you're right. So next year would be his last year, yeah. Um, and yeah, when you're when you're at the whole season, um, you know, you right. open it up for somebody to come in and shine and pretty much take that spot from you.
3: Right. Um,
0: yeah. So definitely tough. So um, question for you guys: um, How much did you guys know about the Bell before um, Friday's game? <laughs> <laughs> did you know he was on the team?
1: No. I mean, well, I, I read. I knew he was on the team, but I didn't know a thing about him.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah,
1: absolutely, in no clue. Yeah,
0: that's that's what uh, that's what makes these preseason games so fun. I mean, right. you might know the roster, but you're like, yeah, who's that guy? And, and you see him, and and then he just keeps showing up. And you're like, wow, this this guy. Um, I mean, you you hope and you think that guys like that that really make plays. If he continues to do so, um, that they really have a true shot at making the roster. And on this Browns, you know, on this Browns roster, it might not be as, you know, as easy as it looks, especially at DB. But, um, right. you, you'd think there might be a spot for him, you know, as that last safety, um, right. you know, assuming he, he does well, you know, in the rest of his playing time, but, uh, definitely, definitely interesting. So, um, so the Browns play another preseason game on Sunday and, uh, this is at one o'clock, I think, on NFL network. So um, so I'll get to watch this one in the comfort of my home. Um, what what are what are your expectations, guys, for this game? Um, you know what are you looking for? I mean, um you know, after this game, we got five, you know the, the Browns cut five more guys after this game, and um, they're still kind of at the spot where they're probably not surprising you with any of the cuts. You know they're going to be mostly guys that uh, that were on the bubble. You know, well they're probably going to be all guys around the bubble, obviously. Um,
1: right.
0: You know, just, just some guys that really didn't have a great chance ever at making the team. But what are you looking for in this second preseason game? And I'll let you go first, Jeff.
1: Well, I, I think you nailed it on the defensive line. You know, um, who are those? backup guys going to be those rotational pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other position I think is running back, you know, what, what are they going to do with this loaded running back room? You know, so we're looking for that to shake out, I think at these last two preseason games and those are going to be the toughest cuts, I think. Um, you know, otherwise you can kind of run down this roster right now and have a pretty good idea of who the, the first 53 are going to be. But I, I think those, those two positions or those two areas. Um, you know, somebody needs to really step up, especially on the d line and and claim a job. and then you know those those the third and fourth running back, I think, you know who who are those two guys going to be, and what are they going to do with the other guys? Um, that, those are gonna be tough, tough cuts.
0: so so kev, um, how how much of that running back room do you think is kind of already decided and, and how many how much of the wide receiver room do you think is, eh, you know, kind of wide open? Because in that first game, you know, we saw some nice plays from wide receivers, but I don't think anybody had more than two catches in that game because a lot of guys got to play.
2: Mm-hmm. No, yeah, and it reminds me a lot of last year, uh, the entire fan base coming together that to want to keep, uh, I, I won't say it right, but Kater- Kaderil Hodge, the uh, wide mm-hmm. receiver right. who ended up playing, playing for yeah. Detroit. That yeah. there was there was an uproar and you know, he did he, he he did I mean he didn't turn any heads last year with the Lions and you know, but then again neither did any of our wide receivers. So um yeah. I mean really looking at it uh, from perspective uh now that uh not gonna get into the suspension yet, but um I really think that the running back position is gonna be a big key for us because I mean, maybe you do keep on four running backs. Uh, I'm interested in seeing. Do I mean I would really like to see Felton more into a slot role, uh, being able to. uh, Because the thing with that is, is when you have Hunt in the backfield, he's enough of a a proven receiving running back. But you know, last year, a lot of the times uh, we saw that. Belton uh was making big plays downfield. I mean it didn't result in necessarily touchdowns, but um he had quite a few. Uh, just a quick uh screen to the left, screen screen to the right. Uh yeah. he had a couple of big plays. Uh he just didn't get that many touches or that many targets. Especially with someone like if if Hunt's healthy, you know. Um but really uh, yeah, it's all up to the uh defensive line and it'd be interesting to see who in the uh, secondary ends up making the team. Um I I think there's some 50-50 right now with uh players at those positions. Some pretty uh, good players
0: too. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. And uh you know, especially with us being Browns fans the past um I would say two years on, under this defensive system, uh you you can say that we have had three to four secondary players injured at a time going into games, you know, and, uh, that just shows you how much the importance is and to, uh, have in depth there with, um, I think all, but, uh, Ward, uh, in the cornerback position has been out for a year or more, uh, throughout their careers, obviously, uh, greedy and, uh, Delphi, uh, but you know what? We'll, uh, it will all end up working out. Uh, right now I'm just really, it's hard to even think about that, thinking about, uh, which way this, uh, team's going to go with the, uh, the news that came out that we knew was going to happen, but how's this offense actually going to look? I mean, that's just my thoughts right now.
0: Yeah, man, you're so good at foreshadowing, too. Yes. Um, <laughs> <guess. laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, um, we we are going to look at the offense here in just a bit, but um, we haven't talked about the about the settlement on the podcast yet. So just we'll get some quick thoughts on this because this has been beat all around by everybody already. Sure. So we're not going to take a ton Thank of time, you. but um, <laughs> eleven games and five million dollars. Um, uh, kevin, what was what was your reaction to that? Do you, and I don't care about whether it's fair or not. Um, what was your reaction to the eleven games and five million? And what kind of spot do you think this puts the Browns in?
2: Well, I, you know I, as a Browns fan, I just said, of course. no, of course this happened. You know, They had someone that was on it for forty nine days and started six games, and I was relatively, I was very happy with that, but you know, League comes in, now it's eleven and oh what when will he come back? Oh uh to face uh Houston, his former team. So uh the NFL can open its wallet and put some more money in it and they can lean it up to that game. They can talk about it that week on every major media outlet. It's just it's so you just predictable I mean, and, yeah. and how yeah and how do they pick 11 why not 12 you know it's like yeah. 11 if he's supposed to come back against baltimore he's coming back now against houston uh all, will be past the bye week uh and at, during the suspension is he is not allowed to uh once the regular season starts is he allowed to practice with teammates or no
0: no I know he's allowed to be in the building after sure. the first half of the suspension. I don't know about practicing. I don't think he's allowed to practice till it's up, but I'm not even sure about that.
2: Yeah, just you know, it's just really I mean, I just I just don't understand that the, the uh, how did they decide 11 and uh, 11 games? And someone told me that if it was 12, it would know the uh Season because it's a so he has to play six games because there would be a uh NFL uh players association uh issue. So they they did the max that they could for a season because that that if it would have been 12, uh, the NFL you know, all the former and uh, our former JC Treader would be absolutely livid about that. And you know, with these like situations, you know. It's, and I'm not even talking about the case and stuff. It just, it's just, it's, it it just felt like as soon as Roger announced it, it's like, Oh, of course. Cause you know,
3: yeah. Being but- a Brown's
2: fan. We know it's always something we watch on Sunday happens that you've never seen before. And now it's the off season and where we saw a ruling come out and the NFL overturn it. Uh, to make it longer so yeah of course us of course of course this is what happens when we we select our guy and uh are prepared to move forward with all of our players right now in their prime of course this is what happens we, we we're messing the uh the key piece to every uh super bowl team's puzzle and wow. uh we bring it in well We'll, the we'll league doesn't
0: bad. like Cleveland. Nobody really likes Cleveland outside of Cleveland, so yeah, we know those. But
2: how, that's how I felt most <laughs> of all. I feel like if he were to win, I think I think that six games would have stood anywhere else, but not here. You
3: know. Yeah, so. that, and
0: I mean outside of Cleveland fans. I don't mean people living outside of Cleveland because there are no, a lot no. of Cleveland fans that live outside of Cleveland. So um, I don't want that to be misinterpreted. Um, it, it, Eleven games is also about the midpoint between six games and a full season. So, mm-hmm. it, um, and somebody proposed that. So I don't know if that's um, information that somebody had or if that's just somebody speculating. But it's kind of the midpoint. So, eh, you know, we we, we don't like six, and and the other side doesn't like a full season. Let's go <laughs> halfway. It
2: so. was weird. They got what the jersey, like attorney general or something so what's going on there who is it? is it again another one is it tony soprano coming in and like people are <laughs> sliding money under the table and people are trying not to get whacked and they're basing the suspension off of uh, illegal gambling and stuff no that's just a joke anyone listening? to it,
0: but
3: yeah it's, he, he hasn't like, been an
2: attorney uh, general he, in
0: like what like, close to 20 years good uh-huh. goodell's like no
2: uh wait oh sorry sue i know somebody I want to know how much that guy got paid.
0: I want to know how much he got paid for doing nothing
2: too. ah, Forget about it. Forget about it.
3: Forget about it. Shout out um, to Italy. uh, Jeff,
1: do you
0: have have thoughts on this?
1: I don't have a lot to add to this. Um, You know, it is what it is, but half the people are going to think it was too much, half the people are going to think it wasn't enough. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, definitely. The, the reality is now is that at least we know what it is and the team can set about the process point. Um, planning I mean, for this year want. and yeah. next, right? So yeah. I think if it, if it had stuck at six, you could realistically think about, you know, can we Put together a playoff run this year with Deshaun Watson as our starting quarterback. Um, you know, you can use those those first six games as, you know, kind of a tune up for your offense and you can get him into a groove mid, mid part of the season. But, you know, with with him coming back for just the last six games, I, I, I really question whether they're going to be able to find any continuity as a unit um, in those, in those last six games. And, and is it, you know, how much of a disruption is it going to be changing quarterbacks at that point and everything? So, um, you know, I, I really, at this point, I think the expectation level has to change for this year. And if you want to call that punting on this season or, or whatever, you know, it is what it is. We, we, we will have a top five quarterback at some point. Uh, this offense was being completely retooled uh, with the exception of obviously our running game. Um, it was going to take some time no matter what um, to, for that all to, to gel. So the expectation I think has to be this year that, that you know we're building a new unit with the eye of being a top level offense next year and you know if it turns out that that we back into the playoffs this year somehow great that's you know that's just more good experience for all of these players mm-hmm. um but if it doesn't happen so what you know we we know that we're going to be in great shape next year
0: yeah yeah and i'm more agreeing with you than disagreeing with you but it i think it depends how the division looks after those 11 games you know um right. Uh, because there's the potential that that, uh, you know, a couple of the teams in the division could could, you know, have a, a tremendous record. And then there's the the potential that the teams in the division could beat the hell out of each other. And everybody's kind of sitting, you know, closer right. to 500 than what you expect.
1: Right. So, and, and this yeah. is not you know, this is not a, a knock on any particular player. OK, I don't I don't want it to seem like because we don't have DW playing quarterback that, you know, we don't have a quarterback. OK, mm-hmm. and that we don't have wide receivers and great running backs. I mean, right. it's just that it takes time for that all to work. You
0: know, you, you have,
3: to people have to build
1: this offense.
0: Yeah, and people have to acknowledge that when you go from a top five quarterback starting to a guy who's, you know, um, I don't know what number you would rank Jacoby Brissett, but it's not in the top 20, you know. Um, no. You know, it's top 30 if you're, you know, if you're being generous, probably, um, you know, so. Um, so, so you the, hope the Browns hope the knew Browns going do into well?
1: this. The, the Browns knew going into this that that they were going to have to pay the piper sure. for the yeah. opportunity to bring this guy in, you know. And and if right. that means that this season, you know, they take a hit on ticket sales and they take a hit in the win loss column, um, so be it to to make us a con- contender, a legitimate contender going forward. Um, and I, I don't I don't buy into the whole idea that you know we have to sell the whole shop to go get Jimmy Garoppolo or somebody else to try to win this year. (laughs) I I just I think we need to be thinking about how does this unit come together long term and you know how do we fill in those other spots. And and you know what Nick Chubb and Miles Garrett and all those guys are going to be here. So I'm not I'm not worried about losing a year of their prime. I just I think this team did what it had to do. To become a legitimate contender going forward.
3: At, well, you got. I would, go ahead. Jeff. I
1: would just
2: like to chime in. I absolutely agree with you. Uh, looking at seasons past, you know, we'd have it's like, oh, here comes Johnny Super Bowl. Let's oh, your D's been fried. Here comes Charlie Fry. So having quarterback experiences is nothing new to us. You know, uh, even last year with uh, uh, Keenum or a Case uh, uh, yeah. at quarterback, and uh, we were down to our. Third running back against Denver. We had, we had Durnis back there. We had Keenum. I was at that game. Night game that was on a, like a Tuesday or something. It was like delayed because, uh, down
1: to our third running cir- back.
2: Circumstances were, yeah, we were on a third running back. For uh, us, yeah. Yeah. Ho- Hooper <laughs> was missing in action, not being Stonehands McGee. Uh, and it was just, it was a mess of a game. And, uh, they finally got it down the field, took the lead with uh, the uh, past. I remember it was a uh, pass to the fullback. Uh,
0: Stanton. Yes, yes.
2: And uh, everyone just went absolutely nuts. And then they uh, kicked the field. It was so familiar. But even that team's roster going up against a really, you know, it wasn't an elite Denver team, but that team with us down to our back up 40 year old quarterback and uh, a brand new kid at running back. You know, I mean, it, all the games this year, there's no mistake. We're not, we're not going to settle for uh, just being average. You know, uh, they're definitely going to come out there uh, with uh, Jarvis gone wide receivers are moving up into new spots. Let's, let's figure out that too. Let's see if uh, DPJ is going to be the one uh, Njoku's now, uh, tight end one. Let's see his development, especially in the uh, run-blocking game, and uh, maybe we can find a new tight end three going into this season. Uh, I really like uh, that kid from Florida Atlantic over these past uh, couple of years, and uh, you know, it's and every game we go into, we're going to think that we're going to win regardless of uh, who plays and who doesn't play, so I'm, I'm all pumped up now. That got me on oh, Jeff Got
0: be all fired <laughs> i don't think this is a roster that's going to roll over that's going to go into games and say i ah, were mismatched you know no um there, there's too many good players on this roster so um these guys are going to play and you know i'm not saying they're going to go out and win nine of those 11 games or anything but uh, <laughs> they are not going to roll over so um so you, you just don't know i you know they, they still have a shot at um at having a decent season. And if if they get some breaks in that, um, you just don't know what's going to happen. But it's still going to depend on how well some of the other teams play because because the AFC being so loaded. Um,
2: Especially the North.
0: Yeah, yeah. So um, you guys already talked about it, but, um, man, you guys just keep bringing up my next point all the time. It's just (laughs) uncanny. Um, you know, when I put out the tweet about the show tonight, um, Terry Cook on Twitter uh, replied and said, you know, what about Jimmy G now because of the suspension? Um, you guys, you guys are not for a trade. Um, I don't know what the likelihood is that he gets cut, though, because I don't know the, the salary implications for San Fran, how much they would have to eat to cut him. Um, but I don't know that there are many other suitors out there. So... Um, you know, if, if there's a cut, I could see the Browns talking to him potentially, um, you know, but I would think that would be a business thing and kind of, you know, see what it would take and everything. Um, I don't know if they would just bring him in and make him the starter over Jacoby Brissett, who's been here working to be the starter. Um, it would be interesting, though. Um, do you guys have any other thoughts on Jimmy G as to what you think? Um not only Jimmy G, but do you think the 11 game suspension changes anything else as far as the quarterback room? Because that's kind of where we're going to start with the offense. Um, Jeff, Would you like or, to start,
3: Jeff,
1: yeah, yeah. I don't. No, I don't think it, it changes anything. I think the, the 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 team is committed to Jacoby Brissett. Um, Coach Stefanski has already said that he's starter week one. Um, he's going to play in the third preseason game to tool up. And I think you just, you go forward that way. Um, I mean, Rod, you and I have lived through the, the, you know, four quarterbacks in a season plenty of times where, you know, Don Strzok came in out of retirement and started for us. Uh, So you never write anything (laughs) off as a possibility. Okay. Right. Right. At this point, I think, you know, you, you have to play with the guys who are in the building and, and know the system and know what you're trying to do. Um, and, you know, that's going to be Jacoby Brissett in the beginning. Um, you know, if he stays healthy and, and is, is at least a, a fundamentally sound game manager, which is basically how everybody describes him as a quarterback, okay? Yeah. Yeah. There are enough tools in our arsenal to be a functional NFL offense, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't mean we're going to score 30 points a game. We're probably going to score 20 points a game. OK, but if our defense can play the way it's capable of, that keeps us in games and, and our kicking game can give us a chance now where you know, last year, if we had a kicker, we would have won two more games. You know, so yeah. Um, yeah. I'm fine with a serviceable NFL backup until we can get this offense really put together at the end of the season and see what it's going to be capable of. And I don't think injecting another guy into that mix is going to help us.
0: I don't want to go back to last year too much, but how many games did we only score like seven points on offense last year? Yeah. If they can score fourteen or twenty on offense, um, I'll take my chances this yeah. year. So, uh, so uh, Kevin, let's just—I uh, think—I uh, think we know where you stand on Jimmy G. Um, <laughs> that you're Jeff, not interested, correct? Uh,
2: yes, yeah, so I'm not interested because. Uh, uh, he's this, he's very similar in game management, like, um, uh, Jacoby Broussard that we already have. So,
3: yeah. uh, yeah.
2: I think they're very similar players. Uh, I would see Jimmy G who would have zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, you know? Uh, right. but you know, watching this film, he wouldn't for, he wouldn't, he'd play ultra conservative, kind of like, um, it was kind of like he was doing like a trestle ball. It was like a bend, don't break type of mentality. And, yeah. uh, and Jeff just got me all fired up thinking about you know our kick, our kicking game. It's like it's like Jesus Christ on the cross last year. It was like oh here's an extra point. Oh where'd it go? Oh let oh don't thirty yard field goal. Oops that's gone. That's three gone. <laughs> then he gets it again. Oh we're on the other hash. All right this will be fine. Oh, yes. oh that's gone. And then I don't our, know our, how our many smoothed, points we left on our, the
3: field last year.
2: Our Scotland. Our Scotland, oh William Wallace uh, punter would get the snap, and he he didn't catch it, so he didn't know that he can re-kick it again. So he tries to run for it like a sore. <laughs> 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 it's, it's sad because from, everybody likes that. I love the hand, so.
0: So,
2: I love the hand I, and he's everybody a great guy too. Guy. You know, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And it was just, it was. And we, we all, I think we all genuinely liked uh, Porky before he got hurt for the year, you know. And then, yeah. uh, we, then yeah. Mick Laughlin uh, going into the season. And I said, oh, he might have some Irish in him. And then after he was missing two kicks and an extra point every game, I was like, oh, it's Northern Irish. It's a Catholic, disowned
3: Protestant,
2: him. <laughs> it's a Catholic <laughs> Protestant joke. <laughs> but he's from texas so it doesn't doesn't even match up but
1: well on the positive side kate york has absolutely been been booming him all through camp um and and he looks the part of a kicker who can be a weapon for you um like we've talked about you know for for years now um somebody who can can make that long field goal um is just so invaluable in the nfl you know that that it, it it changes the field position, you know, versus yep. trying to punt um, or, or going go for, for it. it. God forbid, yeah. you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that aspect of our offense, you know, that that we can play for a field goal and actually convert it.
0: Yes. Yeah. So so to wrap up uh, the quarterback room, guys: uh, Jacoby Brissett, Josh Dobbs, and and uh, and uh, Josh Rosen. Are the Browns going to carry three quarterbacks? that They've only carried two um, recently,
3: yeah.
0: correct? So do you expect them only to carry two and try to get Rosen onto the practice squad? Or what are your thoughts, Jeff?
3: Uh, yeah,
1: I don't see Rosen going to the practice squad. Um, you know, he's he's going to catch on someplace probably. The guy's just got too good a makeup for teams to not give him multiple chances. I mean, he's had a lot already, but he's probably going to like, keep
0: getting what, more. Five or six teams.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's going to yeah. keep getting more chances though, I think. Um, so, you know, if, if they determine that, that Josh Dobbs is, is capable of, you know, what we saw in, in the first preseason game every week. Um, I, I don't see why you would keep Josh Rosen. Um, and I agree. It, you know, yeah. It, yeah, I mean that, that rounds out your quarterback room and you just pray to God that there's no injury.
0: Well, and and they probably would be able to find somebody else to to sign for the practice squad off of the sure. off of
3: the right. uh, cuts,
0: yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, off yeah, of absolutely. The, uh, cuts after a, you know, cuts down to
1: fifty
0: three. Right. So so yeah, um, so uh, Kevin, you is that how you see the quarterback room shaping up to,
2: same way? Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um. Uh, the one thing that I would point out that is that uh, Rosen might be comfortable enough and really like maybe he found a home here and likes the environment enough. He is practice squad eligible. So um,
3: okay.
2: I, I wouldn't be too shocked to see him uh, want to stick around here. You know, I know it's got to be tough. I know from personal experience moving around and trying to find your spot. I mean, essentially he would be signed on a team that would, that would need a backup to the back so uh, yeah. maybe the Browns do uh, end up having them on the practice squad. But I'll say this, that um, having two quarterbacks is enough for a roster. And um,
0: right. yeah, that really, seems to be the philosophy here. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You really you really don't need that third if we're looking up and down uh, the roster spot. So, yeah, everything Jeff yeah. said, pretty much I completely agree
0: with. I'm with you guys, too. I, I don't see how you... Well, we're going to see a little bit more preseason, but, man, um, you know everybody can say it was against the Jags, you know, second and third team, but if you watched Josh Dobbs play, you just had to like his composure, his decision-making, um, the way he moved around. Um, you know, he showed enough with his arm and everything. Um, you know, to be your backup, I mean... He showed enough for me for him to be the leading candidate to be the backup. So, so I'm I'm satisfied with that, and we'll we'll see what happens the last two games.
2: Absolutely, so let- and you know you know what else uh, the NFL really has to get it together. Uh, let's let's figure it out. Is it that uh, Jacksonville's second and third string, or just absolutely bond the barrel mediocre, or is it that Urban Meyer? is having dances and uh, needs to be let go after one year. I mean, let's get our story straight on NFL. Are we doing six games or 11 games? Yes. Or yes.
3: That's
2: what I would say. Yes. Or yes. There's no nose. That's a great motivational speaker taught me. That's how you approach everything. Yes. Or yes. Oh, the Browns. Oh, it's the Browns. And he looks, he looks great. I mean, the kid, the kid played absolutely phenomenal. And you know, those Jack, I mean, it's not like the Jaguars didn't spend a lot this past off season. I mean, they completely retooled. They have a defense. They have completely new people in and urban's not there. So what I they mean, set a record for take.
0: free agent spending, I think. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's like, well, make up, make up your mind. And what's, what's the story we're telling? What if next week, uh backup quarterback plays off? Like they just don't want to give, I, I give Dobbs all the credit in the world going in and uh, on the road and uh, playing with that, that, second and third unit. I mean, I, I, or that, I guess it would have been the third and fourth unit, but um, I, I mean, I was really impressed with him and uh, uh, really happy that we
1: have him. Yeah. Just one final thought on that, Rod, you know, we watched a little bit of that Buffalo game and case Keenum played about the same amount of time as Josh Dobbs. And if I'm, if you're asking me which one of those guys I want as my backup, I'm not even talking my third string. I'm talking about my, my backup. Okay. Um, I'm taking Josh Dobbs based on that game.
3: Yeah, Case
0: Keenum threw at least one pick, right? He looked terrible. I mean, he threw – he uh, hit a couple guys who were wide open. But he also threw um, at least one pick and just didn't look good. But um, there again, you know, it's an early preseason game, so – yeah. Um, so yeah, but anyways, I'm with you. I would take Josh Dobbs for over over him based on that, those you know those individual games, no doubt, no doubt. So so guys, here comes uh, here comes the meat. Um, running back room. <laughs> I'm gonna make you guys make some decisions here. Um, <laughs> we got a slew of guys in this room, and they can't all make the team. Um, some of them will. Um, guaranteed that Nick Chubb's on the team. Obviously, um, Kareem Hunt is either on the team or he is traded. Um, the Ernest Johnson, uh, likewise, um, uh, then then uh, Ford, Kelly, Felton, and and um, I've got Felton in this room, even though you could put him as a uh, as a wide receiver, and I've got Johnny Stanton, even though you could kind of lump him in as a tight end. So um, I just <laughs> thought it put all these guys in as, down as running backs. Um, you know some of them are kind of hybrid guys right So um, yeah, I mean uh, the, the whole question is do the browns keep Johnson and Hunt? Okay, I think that's the first question is is do they trade um, and I haven't really seen anything to indicate that they're going that they're going to trade Dearness Johnson, you know, Kareem Hunt's asked for the trade. Um, does the 11-game suspension make the Browns um, – the 11-game suspension plus the first preseason game that we saw to Jerome Ford, does that make the Browns more likely to try to get something out of Kareem Hunt now versus playing him this season and taking a, compens- a compensatory pick? What are your thoughts, Jeff?
1: I think you're right on target that you know both of those guys can't make this roster. Um, and whether it comes down to one of them being traded or one of them being released or, you know, I don't know how that's going to shake out, but I think Jerome Ford definitely is going to make the team, um, with, with the, um, Jakeem Grant injury, I think Felton's going to make the team as a, as a returner. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, you know, they're, they're starting to, to play Jerome Ford on the kick return teams as well. Um. So you, I don't think you, you can afford the luxury of you know Kareem Hunt and Dearnest you know as backups. I, I just I, I don't see how you can keep all those guys. I, I think Johnny Stanton's going to stick as a as a hybrid like you said, H back you know mm-hmm. tight end um,
3: mm-hmm.
1: because we just don't have a lot of tight ends that are you know really standing out right now.
3: You know, um, yeah, I think it yeah. really
1: does boil down to those two guys, and and you know, one of you know, I, I they both can't make the team. One of them's going to get moved somehow.
0: Yeah. So, um, Kev, help us out. What's, what do you think is going to happen?
2: Man, from you know, it's it's really tough, and it's giving me a panic attack. Well, I'll live through it. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> <laughs> I I really think that. Uh, when I first heard that, I I was you know I was flipping out a little bit because um, you both remember those first six weeks of the season last year with the even though Baker's ribs and everything I mean he had seventeen injuries and but when we had Hunt and 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 Chubb on the field I mean things just clicked uh, I re- I mean they were four and one at one point or were they four and two before the uh, Hunt injury I think they were on the road. And um and and we we saw all those uh, highlights of him uh, just breaking tacklers, hurdling, jumping around, yeah. jumping over people. So he, I mean, he is at a a very good uh in terms of um what you can get in return for him. Uh, saying that, yeah. uh, I I heard that uh, Nick Chubb said that to the effect of that he 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 couldn't imagine coming to work every day without him there uh they've they've grown a very close bond over the years and um he uh and but then again from a business side of it uh, the friendships are one thing and yes uh the browns i think the browns are plus eight and wins when uh hunt is on the field and playing
0: as Mm. part of the game not surprising
2: yeah um but you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's tough. Uh, I wish he just didn't make that statement with the statement still standing and us not knowing where he is at this point. um, I think I would go that route, but I, I don't, I can't think of a team I would want to trade him to and who, who would, I mean, it's enough that when he was on the team first, initially and he signed, it was, uh, I think it was 30 million, three years. and now he, he does want a contract extension, but it doesn't make sense with the um with the injury that he sustained last year, you know, if you're going from a productive standpoint. So uh,
0: Yeah, and you know, with the other guys I, on the on the team in the room. Yeah,
2: yeah. And and Ford Ford's playing great. Um I know that at least the running back room, um, you can always uh like because like we said, we're not gonna probably have three running backs playing in the same game at the same time, you know or at least a rotation of that. There were times that Chubb would be absolutely exhausted and then we'd get Durnis in there and he would it would it would be like just a step down, but it would still be uh, all good in terms of a reliable running back. but with with this team, I I don't know if I would go the route if let so let's just say we're keeping hunt, okay? And that's the end of the line. And he's going to be extended, and he's going to be here as as long as uh, Chubb, who also took pay cut, for when mm-hmm. he resigned with us. Let's say Hunt stays. Now, looking at that room, they just re-signed Ernest Johnson, correct? He um he's Hunt on a one-year,
0: yeah, one-year deal. Yeah.
2: Okay. Was he supposed to be a free agent, and then they signed him, or is he still on his initial? Uh,
0: he was an, an RFA. RFA. He was oh, an RFA, and yeah, and the Browns um, tendered him, and and he didn't get an offer. So so yeah, so they have him signed, I think, for um, like two point one or something like that this
3: year.
2: Yeah, the, that with with right now in our situation with our quarterback now gone for eleven weeks. Um, now thinking of that over, we really can't have another drama situation where you know all of a sudden Hunt isn't coming to practices. He's a holdout. Um, and then, as Cleveland teams go, you know uh, DeAndre Drummond uh, going going all the way down the line. We have somebody that holds out for a certain period of time. Uh, the uh, uh, Kevin Porter. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of uh, OBJ. Uh, we have a player that doesn't doesn't want to play anymore, and we get nothing in return. And uh, I don't I don't want to be a part of that anymore. I don't think it's right and I just, you know, uh, it's just like, oh, here's All-Star uh Drummond and uh we'll get what it's like a second round pick. Oh, here's Kevin sure. Porter yeah. Jr. He's having some social issues. You could have him for free, Houston. Oh, here's OBJ. You're, you could win a Super Bowl with him. Here you go. It doesn't it's like it's like man, it's like we I mean I think if it is how it stands, I say we got to move him now because we have enough talent in that third, fourth and fifth spot that they might need to make the jump up uh, and not necessarily be moved down to the practice team or anything like that. I think they need reps with that first team.
1: The the, the real deciding factor there, Kev is, you know, what is, what is the market, right? So mm-hmm. if, if the market for Kareem is so bad and I'm hearing, you know, fourth round pick or something like that is what people oh. think that they're going to get for him. That's a waste. Um,
3: yeah. you keep then, them.
1: then you don't, yeah, you don't do the deal, right, because you're going to get a better compensatory pick, compensatory pick in the offseason, right? So um, sure. I think, you know, you move, you figure out a way to move Dearness Johnson or I just think that one, one way or the other, we've got to move one of those two guys. But um, if you're talking about who is replacing who, um, you know, Jerome Ford, we've talked about, is, is really the backup to uh, Nick Chubb, the way I look at it. You know, uh, Kareem Hunt brings a different sort of wrinkle um, that, you know, I don't think Jerome Ford really fills. Um, So if we're talking about Dearness Johnson as being that backup to to, uh, Nick Chubb and Jerome Ford does that, too. Then maybe, and and the, and the market is so bad for Kareem Hunt that we can't really get anything for him. Then maybe we write out his contract and, and and DJ is the one that, you know, doesn't make the team. And, you know, he was really on the bubble last year, you know? So yeah. I, I, I hate to yeah. I hate to think that we're going to let a guy like that go, but, um, you know, this is a super deep.
0: Yeah, Johnson team. will later, he will be part of a, a duo somewhere else if that happens. Right. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty well in line with you guys. I think that the Browns wait till after the third preseason game. You see what the market is for Kareem, and you also see what the health of your running back room is at right. that point in time. If there's a team that needs a running back and they can get uh, you know a quality return, I think they'll I think they'll trade Kareem Hunt. I think that's what will happen, um, you know, for two reasons. First of all, to get the return. Second of all, because of the 11-game suspension and what it means for the season. And I think when you're talking about the 11-game suspension and the fact that, um, you know, it, it Browns are going to be a little more hard-pressed to make the playoffs this season, why don't you play Jerome Ford more this season than you would have if this were, right. you know, an all-in push for the Super Bowl kind of season?
1: Yep. So that's
0: kind of how I see it. So you play, so you play Nick Chubb, Deernest Johnson, and Jerome Ford, and then I wouldn't, and then I think next season I think your running back room is is Nick Chubb, Jerome Ford, and you know, and some but John Kelly or somebody like him. You know,
2: can we can we all agree though that just having uh Hans even if it was for like you know, it would be a total of a seventeen game season. Uh, with the injuries sustained uh last year that he he was just, he's just so much fun to watch and um just kareem running right behind our bullling and running yeah and running yeah. behind uh wills that it's just it's such a different factor when he's in there and him making the block and going to screen passes and you know it's just it's it's a it's a huge weapon that uh especially worked for us in that playoff run but you know, us, you know, us talking about this right now, overall, having too much talent in a position, I mean, I don't That's think crazy. we've ever been at that point. It's nuts. It's absolutely, <laughs> oh. it's absolutely right. wild, especially right. being a fan since 99 and seeing my team win a playoff game, single, <laughs> singular, A,
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, it's just, it's, it's exciting. You know, it's very exciting yeah. times. And these are the kind of moves that you're going to have to make as a GM and uh, let don't.
0: And it's not easy. Want to get
2: involved. Let's just let football minds do their thing.
0: Yeah, and and this is not easy because I'm I'm talking about this strictly from a business standpoint because I love Kareem Hunt. I, you know, when it was Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt before Ernest De- Johnson emerged and they drafted Jerome Ford, <laughs> I'm thinking, man, I want to see these guys play for the next nine years together. You know, when they first started. <laughs> You know, and it's been two or three seasons. So I'm thinking, man, if these, they keep these guys together three, four, five more years, I, I'm going to love it. But mm-hmm. things change in the NFL, and you got to make tough decisions like this. Yeah, and yeah. Kareem is the best asset they have there. And, you know, he's asked for the trade. So, you know, um, it, Kareem or Dearest Johnson, one of them's is going to be helping somebody. Yeah. Next season, yeah. and you know, unless yeah. one somebody else on the Browns goes down in preseason, I think you know, I think one of them's gonna one of them's gonna be gone. So yeah.
3: Um.
0: So uh. So tight end guys. Um. We get uh, David and Joku and Harrison Bryant are, are obviously gonna make the team. Um. What do you guys think about the rest of these guys? Um. um Mike, uh, Mike forestall is he, uh, I, you know, I wish I knew more about these tight ends. I just do it, three. of These guys have hyphenated names. I can't even keep them straight. Uh, <laughs> Nakia Griffin, Stewart, Zaire Mitchell, um, Payton, I can't remember my own writing, uh, Marcus um, Santos Silva. They have, we ever had three guys at the same position with hyphenated names. <laughs> um and they are all 6'5 or 6'6 six, and between 257 and 261. <laughs> uh and two of them are rookies and one of them has one year of experience. Um you know I mean they're they're all they're all pretty good sized guys so you know I'm, I'm thinking you know they, they obviously have a shot of uh making the team but then are the Browns going to go uh you know um Njoku, Bryant um Forrestall and uh you know and Johnny Stanton. So well, let me get your thoughts. Um Kevin, how, how do you see the tight end room playing out? Yeah, how Kevin, many guys and what's your what's your kind of guess right now?
2: Yeah, right now I see it. I I think uh, with uh, with Johnny Stanton I I really want him to stick around obviously and uh with the tight end room uh I know for a fact that it's, I mean, we all know Njoku and obviously um, Carlson making the big uh, leap and catches they're they're set and it's just it's really who wants it for I th- think it's just maybe maybe one more tight end um, because you never know that um, with Njoku now getting most of the snaps you never know if there could be a twinge or a you know knock on wood but. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe we need that second tight end that's more of a – maybe one of these guys emerges as that elite run-blocking type of tight end, you know, Um, that kind of what Njoku was. And then uh, uh, Austin Stonehands McGee Hooper was more of a uh, receiving tight end uh, (laughs) last year. So I I really – I'm excited because the tight end position has always been – even when we've had bad teams, we've always had a lot of fun at the tight end position. Um, yeah. Just looking back at, you know, even back to like Steve Hyden, it would be fun seeing Hyden out there playing and stuff. And then Cameron. And then um, we always have been able to develop a really good uh, tight end that just comes out of nowhere. Uh, but yeah. I, I think there, you might, you may with Stanton, and the two that we said at the starting, I think one of those guys is fighting out for that third spot.
0: Yeah, and I didn't mention, I think, uh, Nick, Nick, I don't even, Nick Guggen, Guggenog, <laughs> Um 6'5", Um one year of experience. Um, I don't remember seeing him in the first preseason game, but, I mean, they were moving guys in and out pretty quick, so... Um, is that how you see it, Jeff? Do you see these other um, five guys fighting for one spot? Or do you yeah, think- I'm
1: not even sure that we're we're looking at that one spot, you know, and that we don't use that roster space for another offensive lineman or another wide receiver or another defensive back. Yeah. Um, Okay, it's going to be so interesting you, to see see how this offense comes together and, and what you know what the real game plan is for the offense um, because you yeah. know in the past it was three tight ends and I don't see a third tight end on the roster right now. In fact, I don't even see a number one tight end. on the Well, they, the roster they right carried now. four before because they had
0: three right. receiving and one blocking. And uh, right. I was going to right. ask you if you know the composition of the roster is going to tell you what the how much what the, the offense, offense is really going to, look going
1: like. to change. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah i'm wondering okay because money and contract aside i mean david Njoku has not established that he's a number one tight end in this league okay um hopefully he does that this year you know but um to this point he hasn't so um you know harrison bryant i think has some some real upside as a pass catcher uh and then beyond that you know like we said johnny stanton's probably going to slide in there at times and, and maybe one of these offensive linemen, you know, gets utilized as, you know, a sixth guy on the line and, in you know, heavy situations. But, um, you know, right now I don't, I don't see a tight end room like we had last year, you know, and, and you could say what you want about, you know, Austin Hooper, but, um, you know, he was an established tight end in this league and, and we really don't have one right now. Um, so, Yeah, it's. it's, I think it's going to really tip the hand of what the offense is going to look like when you see the makeup of this room, and it could very well be that our number three tight end isn't on the roster yet. You know that we may end up with somebody from a cut, you know, um, down the road that comes in to to play that that you know, like you said, that blocking tight end role. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not super excited about our tight end room right now, as you can tell. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And beyond Harrison Bryant, um, there isn't a single guy in the roster that has more than one year of experience.
2: Or, you know, yeah. Oh, so. and you, you also have to remember that last year, uh, we were into week six and we were, we had two tackles out for the year. Oh, I'm sorry, three tackles out for a year. We had, uh, yeah. uh, we had
3: covered yeah, down and, and yeah. Wills
2: tried to come back early and he went down and then, uh, Hubbard was gone after week one. So that's uh-huh. why you keep those four tight ends. And, uh, you know, Njoku wasn't much of that receiving X factor last year because when you're in that shotgun offense that we like to run so much, um, what what the tight ends would have to do, and this is just me as a, my offensive lineman background and playing in college as a guard and tackle, you have to keep that tight end in there for a couple seconds because we we would have – our rookie Hudson out in an Island a rookie from Cincinnati. So that right. tight end has to stay in there. So there's no um, power rush move to the outside. And then they're just free to the quarterback. So a lot of the tight end production last year was not only, it was, it was kind of like delayed routes. They would have to stay in there, yeah. make the block and then go out. And it's not like you could run a streak like you saw out of Najoku uh, Njoku against the chargers. Uh, make that deep catch downfield with uh, when we still had a tackle that was healthy. Uh, you, but you know, I think it's going to be a lot different as long as the uh, tackles stay healthy. And then you, we would have guards playing tackle, and there were centers playing tackle, and then our guards were out. And we had, um, I mean, with with the, with the changes the last year, we had Batonio playing tackle. And then they'd move in. and then it's just JC Trutter there in the middle. And you know, he's fine, but he, he wasn't this elite talent. But he, you know, he was able to like point out defenses and stuff. He he was already on his way to making that transition into what he is now, is essentially NFL NFLPA sort of businessman. So I really think that looking back at the four tight end sets was a lot due to um, not being sure uh if our if our third and 4 string guard centers can transition over to that tackle position.
1: But, That's a great point.
2: Uh, going to uh, help the tackle block one, of the uh, two of the most elite defensive ends in the league. That's how he uh, essentially started to begin his rise because you don't really think that from your tight end in terms of, uh, Oh, what, what about their blocking? It's all about stats. Like what we saw uh, the potential of Hooper being, you know, we, all, we saw him in Atlanta, and Atlanta was horrible, but Hooper was good. So, you know, I really think the Joker's going to make the big leap. Sorry to ramble like that, but it's just... I hope I, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I hope yeah. so,
0: too. Yeah, mean we all want to see it. Um, yeah, definitely. Well, we will see what happens at the tight end. That's definitely, um, you know, now that we sit down and kind of digest it, that's probably as uh, almost as interesting as the running back room. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Um, we'll see
3: in a different way. Yeah.
0: Just (laughs) more because it's going to be telling as to, you know, how many guys they carry, um, whether it's a guy, you know, whether the, whether they carry three or four guys, if those guys are on the roster now, or if they go out and, Uh you know, sign a guy. Um, and like you said, I think it, it could affect the number of offensive linemen they carry, but uh, wide receiver sure. rooms going to be interesting as well guys and you know i think they could be could be similar to the tight end room and that they, they there's a i think there's a good chance that they uh that they look at the waiver wire here too because there are some teams that are loaded at wide receiver who are going to be cutting some good players and i'm sure the browns have a nice list of guys who they think may be cut who they've been keeping an eye on so
3: mm-hmm. uh
0: you know, I, I don't know how it's going to work out. I think um, I think that there are, um, if you'll bear with me, I think that there are probably four guys who who likely have roster spots this year at wide receiver. And, and we're going to leave uh, Dimitri Felton out of this. We'll just kind of leave him in the sure. running back room and as a, as a, a return guy. Um, so, I, so I've got Amari Cooper, um, DPJ, and David Bell. You know, they're making the team. Um, and just from what I've heard, I think Michael Woods is making the team. Okay. A new draft pick, um, has impressed people. Um, I think those four guys have spots in the running back room already. It just kind of feels like that to me. Um, we can beat the crap out of Anthony Schwartz if we want to. He had a a terrible first preseason game. Um. You know, I think he has has to show something, but we really don't know where the Browns stand on him. Whether they're going to give him another season or whether he's fighting for a job right now. So, um, so whether you put Schwartz on, on the bubble or whether you give him a spot, that leaves, uh, I think, one, two, three... Um, I'm counting six guys on the roster fighting for uh, probably fighting for two spots. One of which may be sh- uh, Schwartz's spot already. So, um, so we've got uh, uh Dalen Baldwin, Jamarcus Bradley, uh, Mike Harley, Jr. Uh, Schwartz, um, Javon Wims, and Aesop Winston. As long as my roster that I was looking at is up to date, that's who I've got.
3: Hmm.
0: and, Yeah, you have, you know, ever since we started talking, Jeff, a while back about the height of the wide receivers, you know, that I'm always having guys five ten or shorter. Every time I list the wide receivers, I and and all these positions, I got to put their height down and just look at it, and it just never ceases to amaze me the transformation. Um, Mike Harley Jr. is five ten. Every other wide receiver the Browns have is at least six foot tall. So they've decided to to move over into taller wide receivers. And, and you know, that's something that they've done. So
3: yeah.
0: um, I'll just throw that point in. Um, Kev, how do, how do you see the uh, the wide receiver room? Who are your favorites to make it? Um, and, you know, do you think Schwartz has a spot or do you think he's on the bubble?
2: Yeah, yeah I think, you know, the wide when it comes to the wide receivers, it's, it really is. I'm um, really impressed with that um, Bell out of uh, Purdue. I remember. Remember the uh, Buckeyes playing them a couple times, and it's like, hey, can we all just guard that guy? Can I? Because it would be we're going to games, and it's like, oh, he just caught it over three defend. It's like, what are we supposed to do? But yeah, it is interesting seeing the Browns, and like you said, with uh, when it comes to heights, it really seems like we're more of a uh, possession wide receiver team. Uh, even dating back and thinking about uh, Jarvis Landry, he was definitely a possession. And then, oh, I, I, I don't know how to define OBJ. He was, he was just a guy. I don't know. how to, <laughs> I don't know. I guess uh, I can't even think of how tall he was or anything, but you know, that's 5-10. besides the point. Yeah. 5'10". Yeah. Um, but those you know, guys are all 5'10". This, for, for Schwartz, I will give him some, uh, some leeway just because he, he, he's coming off of, uh, having the possibility of never being able to play again, you know, from last Mm -hmm. year. And, you know, he did have an awful game, but, you know, you could say the same thing about the first string offense. Um, I, I really, I really do think though, if we, if, if the coaches don't see, I mean, you could be really good in practice, you know, we would get stats and updates from like, um, uh, Cameron justice, shout out to her fellow Akron zip WZIP alumni. Yeah, uh, and they're, they're they were they're really good in practice. Uh, it just it's when it comes to game day, you know, it's you got to have that switch. You got to you have to go one more up from how you've done in practice. It seemed like he was just thinking too much or yeah. it's just he was off. He was just he was just, he was just even that little two percent off. It completely ruins everything. You know, maybe he yeah. was just it with the spotlight and everything. Maybe this is like him that was his moment to be able to like breathe and like understand like the game, like an in-game setting, uh, environments and stuff. Um, but you know, it really is those four solid, I would say. And, you know, I think it's, it's pretty much, I think for the fifth, it's going to be, um, who wants the Schwartz, who will be the Schwartz spot. Um, and then last year, I think, uh, it came down to, as I said earlier, Hodge, and we decided to uh let go of that extra wide receiver, even though in the preseason he, he was making all the uh especially the big touchdown catch he had against the uh Giants uh-huh. that we all remember. So I really I really think it, it comes down to that. Um man, that, that Jamarcus I see all the time, uh not just with the Browns, but he's always being picked up by someone. Um I, I think we'd let him go at some point last year, or maybe he got signed off a of practice squad, but Jamarcus he's, Bradley. Jamarcus he's played Bradley, pretty well
0: when he's had playing time with the Browns. He has, yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, you know, I would really be interested to see if this is his time. I really think um, he's one of my favorites, and he's one of my go-tos that I'm really rooting for. But, um, yeah. you know, it's, I mean, I don't to who can play Sundays. And
3: yeah. that's
2: that's my thoughts on that.
0: So, Jeff, where where do you stand on the wide receiver room?
1: I think you're right about the four who have spots. Um, So we're really talking about the fifth and sixth guys. Yeah. Um, If there's a sixth guy.
3: Right. um, Again, going
1: going back to what we talked before about how the roster composition shakes out, um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's not a sixth guy. Um, for now. Yeah, because you got Felton him.
0: too. You got Felton right. and other running backs you can play.
1: Right. We're going to be throwing the ball to Kareem. We're going to be throwing the ball to tight ends. You know, so um,
3: right.
1: yeah, so I would not be surprised if they only kept five. Um, you know, I think I think Mike Woods is is like you said, as a draft pick, is probably gonna get a year, um, mm. just by default. Um, so what that leaves for me is you know, Anthony Schwartz and a bunch of other unproven guys. And for me, if I've got, you know, five, six unproven guys and I want to keep another project receiver on my roster, I'm going to keep the guy with world-class speed. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, okay. Yeah. Um, you know, th- there's, there's several ways of looking at this with, with Anthony Schwartz. Okay. First of all, he's 21 years old. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. He, um, we knew coming in, that he was a project, um, that his route tree was limited, uh, that it was going to take some time for him to develop as an NFL wide receiver. Okay. But we talked, you and I've talked for years, Rod, about, you know, needing that guy to take the top off of the opposing defense. And, you know, he is the guy that can do that. Um, just got to figure out how to, you know, make it successful. Um, yeah, this is not something that's new in the NFL. If you Go back through NFL history; there have been tons of track guys who have played the wide receiver position with limited success. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll throw out a few names. Um, you know, the one guy who was really successful at it was Willie Gall. He was a first-round pick of the Bears back in the '80s, um, yeah. Yeah. And, and you know he he really distinguished himself as a as a kick returner. But he he had a very successful uh, career as a, as a wide receiver as well. Uh, 6,600 yards and receptions in like, I don't know, 10 years or something. Um, you know, before that guys like, uh, Ron Speedball Brown of the Los <laughs> Angeles Rams, um, um, uh, Nehemiah
3: of yeah. the San
1: Francisco 49ers. Uh, before that, there was a guy named Jim Hines, uh, who, had the unfortunate nickname of Oops because he knew so little about football that he was constantly screwing up, so they called him Oops. Yeah. Oops. Uh, you know. So I, what,
0: I would say a bullet, Bob Hayes, but I think he was probably a football player throughout because he was an excellent right. player.
1: And none of but, those guys had any college football experience. Okay, where you know Anthony Schwartz had three years of college football experience. Auburn um, had fourteen hundred yards and receptions um, in thirty-six games. Um, he, he knows how to play football. Okay. But I think, you know, you're still in a young player's growth curve. Um, he needs some time to develop and, you know, you're not asking him to be your number one, two or three guy. Right. We've we've said, you know, he's, he's either four five or six. And I'm fine with that, you know, because he does yeah. have that world-class speed. Yeah. So I'm going to let him sit there and develop. OK, and, you know, if if somebody else hits the waiver wire that jumps ahead of him fine, OK, then we make a decision. OK, but um, I'm OK with the, the wide receiver room as it sits right now, based in, especially, again, based on how we're going to be playing offense first 11 games of the season.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know how often, the, you know, your fourth and fifth wide receiver get on the field. You know, I mean, at, I'm saying where you have. And where you're going for wide and stuff. I don't think it's going to happen a lot. So, um, I think oh, they'll get some uh, playing time, but yeah, but yeah.
2: Jeff, for a moment, maybe, maybe, uh, I just thought of this spur of the moment, but you know, we, we don't know for sure. Maybe, uh, maybe someone on this, uh, team right now that, uh, you know, we'll look, we'll go back to this and laugh that we didn't, uh, see it because, well, we haven't seen film or anything, you know, but, uh, Maybe, maybe there's someone on this roster that can be a Josh Cribs, who can be a uh, Julian Edelman, who can be a uh, 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 Wes uh, uh, Welker. You know, you never know. You never know right. in this league. And, or yeah. maybe, maybe they're going to sign someone that's going to be in that position. You know, you never know with the uh, und- uh, undrafted, uh, never underestimate an undrafted uh, player. I know those three or two of those were Kent State products, but uh, you just you you never know. Maybe maybe someone on this team right now has that that spurring potential. It's like, well, how how did no one else draft him? And the Browns just happened to sign them, you know, but uh, yeah, that's one thing I would look out
1: for. Well, and that's true. I mean, we you know, we have one proven guy and a lot of really, you know, question marks at this point at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still look at DPJ as sort of the guy who hasn't fully established himself either. Um, sure. yeah. so, but, but the thing is, is, and I agree with you, Kev, is that, you know, there, there's probably guys sitting there that, that have that kind of potential, but you know, in our system, uh, I, I, how do you find them? You, you got to throw them the damn ball and yeah. <laughs> we're just not going to, <laughs> you know? So, um, Realistically, yeah. having four or five, you know, quality, you know, receivers who can hang on to the ball um, in, in our offense is, is a luxury. You know, I think Amari yeah. Cooper's going to get most of the most of the balls thrown his way and probably David Bell second.
0: Yeah, I would guess that. Yeah, I, I could see um, David Bell with just the kind of player he is. I think he's going to overtake DPJ and, and targets. You know, um, sure. Yeah, well, I different can, positions, that, right? And, I mean,
1: they're 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 well, yeah, different yeah. routes. You know, um, well, sure. I mean, Dave, David Bell's going to be your slot possession guy. Who's going to get the, the balls that were thrown to Jarvis?
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm just saying um, he's going to get more targets. I mean, right. you know, I think it's going to happen.
1: Yeah. So yeah, Unless, you know what? You know, DPJ
2: never played better than he did when he was the uh, third or fourth man. You know, maybe maybe yeah. someone steps into that too. D. P. J. Uh, when he had a standout rookie year, all of a sudden this kid, the last second touchdown against Cincy, you know, maybe maybe he's not ready for that necessarily wide receiver one or two, uh, and it was just a learning curve last year that um, mm-hmm. that the Browns will definitely address, and he'll be more used as he was his uh, initial uh, rookie year. Maybe last year was just a sophomore slump. I forgot that word. Forgot that term. Uh, right, so, yeah. yeah. Maybe maybe he was, maybe last year was just that sophomore slump. Uh, because I know we were all raving and craving, but you know what? It wasn't just DPJ. No one was catching touchdowns. (laughs) No, it was kind of going
0: around. It was
2: like, Oh, this guy has four touchdowns. Uh, our running backs have just as many catches, you know, it was just a mess last year.
0: (laughs) It was It was just that kind of season.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, so yeah, we'll, we'll uh, find out about the wide receiver room. Um, let's uh let's try to uh, do offensive line as um, as concisely as we can here guys because the Most Browns important. Have, yeah, then the Browns <laughs> have um, I believe 16 guys on the roster for offensive line. so I'm not gonna go through all these guys but <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna name seven guys who I think are going to make the team and you guys tell me if I'm wrong on any of these guys. And then we'll look at um, how many guys we think are making the team and who we think those other guys are. So uh, so Ethan Posick is, would be the first guy because he's probably going to be the starting center. And then uh, uh, Petonio and Teller, uh, Conklin and Wills. And then I would be shocked if uh, Chris Hubbard and James Hudson don't make the team. So that's that's seven guys right there. So... so How many linemen are the Browns carrying Um, guys? I mean, uh, I think it's typical to carry. um, I think they've, I think they would normally carry like eight, but I, you know, I think sometimes it's up to nine potentially. So, so, uh, so Jeff, what are your thoughts on how many you think they might carry and, and who, who you think the others are? And, and I mean, we're, you know, we're, we're leaving out the, the number two, um, center who is who's a rookie who i don't know anything about and brock hoffman
3: uh, Mm -hmm.
0: that's leaving out michael dunn drew forbes blake hance um you know some some of these guys are making the team
3: yeah
1: i'm i'm not sure that chris hubbard's a lock rod um it's you know it's it's nice to have him back um i think he's a great teammate but he missed all last year and i'm not sure you know what is left in the tank for him to fill that swing tackle role well we really yeah. are looking at you know we're looking to james hudson for that
0: um, well you could be right there
1: i'm looking stop. at him as
0: being able to play all the you know all the different positions everything right right
1: right right yeah. uh, so I, I for me that the top seven are, are the five starters hudson and Dunn. um okay because i, I think you know michael dunn gives you that versatility inside um, yeah. And then you know, you're, then then you're looking for a Swiss Army knife, you know, for that for that eighth guy. Um, I don't know who that's going to be. Um, I have a soft spot for Blake Hans. I hope it ends up being Blake Hans. Um, yeah. But there yeah. are a whole bunch of very similar guys, I think, um, yeah. uh, at okay. at that level that could be the, the eighth guy, um, assuming again that they keep eight not nine or you know however many offensive line, you know, alignment they end up going with, but we have a great starting five. I, th- I think, you know, we were, we were getting a new center this year anyway, um, you know, with, with Nick Harris going down um, Ethan Postic steps in as a, as a, you know, veteran um, experienced guy. Who's, who's got lots of starts in this league that we can feel pretty confident about, um, you know, Hopefully his health holds up and he can Wally pip Nick Harris. Um, and beyond that, you know, it's it's who are going to be the depth pieces and, and and who do we bring in if there's an injury, right? So um, yeah. hopefully everybody stays healthy, but we have a lot of nice depth pieces who got a lot of playing time last year um, that can step in if needed
0: yeah I'm, I'm with you definitely you have to like the experience and the depth on this team right now so um so kevin what um what do you see on the offensive line or uh, former offensive lineman and, and uh, in-house expert well you
3: know uh
2: the offensive line um uh, uh going back to the G movie uh you know, and I, I'm sure you guys remember. Uh, one, the most important position on the offense is the uh, that left tackle spot, the blind side. Um, looking back at, you know, the uh, horrid injuries that you guys probably remember seeing, um, that that left tackle is absolutely crucial. And um, you know, looking at uh, Hubbard, I w- I would essentially say that um, I would definitely keep on. Uh, Hubbard because uh, the that year before I know he got hurt week one last year and then he was just out but if you remember that playoff run he was absolutely, he was crucial uh coming in, in certain situations when the guys would be nicked and acting and uh it's good to have Conklin back. Um is he gonna come back as the same person? We we don't necessarily know. Um and I really think that you know, looking at this team, you're gonna to want to find someone that is your uh, your wide teller. You know, when the Browns made the trade to Buffalo to get teller here, we we never expected that kind of potential and him leaping oh. through the air and and spearing uh, opposing defenders. You know, we ne- we could have never imagined. He had long hair and he looked like a mess. I'm, We traded. Who was it? Was it Corbett? Was it Austin? We traded somebody in that trade with uh, Buffalo, but but, and all of a sudden this Tower guy shows up and um Pro I mean, that's a perfect example of how important these offensive lineman positions are. Um, for for Wills, uh, I think it's make or break. I know he's getting injured during practice, but I think he's back to being okay again, and um. But, you know, the thing about it is I think you really have to find because the names that we did mention that were backups were they they were essentially starters uh, last year. Uh, I really like that kid out of Cincinnati uh, Hudson playing tackle. I think uh, he could even step up in that role. But um, I think it will really come down to who can play, who can be subbed in that can play the most positions. Can you play both, uh, right tackle and left tackle? Can you play center, but also move to the guard position? Can you make that transition into, okay, I was a four year starter being one position, a center or a guard or a tackle. Can I make the leap to be a left tackle? Because with the explosion off your feet, it's completely different. It's a different ball game. And Wills was a right tackle originally at Alabama, and we, we chose him over the uh, uh, Wilkes Jr. who was drafted by Tampa Bay, who won the Super Bowl in his first year um, out of that out of uh, Iowa.
3: Uh-huh. And
2: uh, if you just search for NFL draft of that year on uh, Facebook and search big Kevin sports. It's me saying that, <laughs> that we have to pick this Iowa kid and just me screaming. And then they pick the Alabama, but you know what? Uh, you no, know, Wills has a lot of upside. I just, I I'm really worried right now about all of our tackles when it comes to how long are they going to be able to be maintained and stay healthy? Because that, 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 that that one year fluke isn't necessarily what our tackles went through in terms of injury. They're sustaining these injuries and they're still carrying it over. So you just Mm -hmm. don't want to rush them back. I know they all want to be out there on the field again and be with their teammates and stuff, but you know, they just, we can't afford another season ending injury. Um, I mean, just seeing like the first, the first game and then the practice the next day, we're down two centers. So that, I mean, off the lineman. When they're healthy, they're healthy. When they're nicked up, um, they try to play through it, and that's when you get the really serious injuries. Um, but I really, I, I mean, center. You're gonna have to have a backup to the center. Guard. You'll have a definitely a backup guard that will be able to play both guard positions. And then at tackles. Um, i i mean hudson i really think that um he stays on the team but he didn't exactly pop off as this you know is it going to be a career cleveland brown or was he just someone who was in there because we had no other options and um but i i think there's i think there's two or three guys that we'll see uh i really like hence um looking at this list now but there might there might be a guy that will surprise us and uh Move into that crucial spot that we uh, have been searching for, especially with, like I said, the injury ridden, riddled uh, play that went through our offensive line the, the entirety of last year.
0: Yeah, I think I, I'm, I'm with you guys. but And, uh, you know, there again, I don't want to keep going back to the same thing, but the 11 game suspension and how the Browns approach this season could play into this. Because, you know, um, you guys have differing opinions on Chris Hubbard. I think, first of all, it depends how he looks. Okay. And, and yep. you know, I haven't been able to see him. But, you know, if you're looking at, at this the way, you know, I was looking at the running back room and what the Browns might do with Kareem, you know, maybe this is the season. Maybe, you know, maybe even if Chris Hubbard does look decent, um, you got to remember that he's coming off an injury. Conklin's coming off an injury, like, like Kev says. So so maybe you don't keep Hubbard, and maybe this is the season that's you know that you um, you know you keep somebody like you know maybe Alex Taylor or or somebody like this makes the team, um, you know, or I'm just throwing out a name. It could be any of these guys who would not have made the team um, otherwise because you would have kept Chris Hubbard because of his experience for the run, you know. So maybe you decide to keep maybe your last um, guy is more of a guy with potential and you're going to do a little bit more developing this year for next year. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you guys. I think, uh, um, I think you guys make great points. And, um, I think it's, it's hard to see, uh, Michael Dunn, not making it. Um, and Blake mm-hmm. Hans can just do a lot of things too. Um,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and i really, <laughs> without seeing these other guys play a lot, it's really hard to judge them. Um, you know, a lot of them don't have a ton of experience. I, I said, Alex Taylor, because he's six foot eight, you know, and, and, you know,
3: yeah, he is. two, two years, you
0: know, <laughs> and he's been around for a little bit longer. Um, you know Drew Forbes, we've never seen anything. He's listed as a guard. I thought initially, he, you know, that he could play some tackle and stuff. So I think it depends. You know, I could see him getting a shot if he has the ability yeah. to play multiple possessions, but I don't really know if he has that or not. So
2: absolutely, you know, I'm one. I'm I'm one of those weird guys. The first the first thing you said, like uh, me and Jeff both had altered different. Maybe I'm just a homer that wants our Browns to stay and never leave ever because I love them all so much. So maybe that's one way to, Uh, that's one way for me just to observe myself to look into it. That maybe, maybe I'm just so attached to these guys because they brought me joy for the first time in 2020 in my entire life. (laughs)
3: But you know, uh, I,
2: I, and whenever games would be going on, uh, I'm one of those people that just watches the offensive line. And like you said, that guy say, I mean, he looks like he he's a Viking invader that pillages villages. I really like that that's that six eight guy you were talking about. And it it's just a matter of so. um, yeah. who's gonna be able to have enough of the footwork. And guess what? They have the best opportunity because they are matching up every day in practice against the elite guys.
3: Uh, yeah,
0: and they got and they've got a, a great offensive line coach, probably the best. Yes. And and they've also yes. got uh a hall of fame tackle that stopped by camp, you know, not officially yep. in a hall yet, Surely but rolls you know, the
3: ropes. Yeah. yeah.
0: To, Joey, to Joey help ties. these guys out. So, um, you know, so if you're going to carry a guy and try to develop them, um, you know, maybe it's Alex Taylor, maybe it, you know, but, and I see where you're saying what you're saying with not wanting to let somebody like Chris Hubbard go. But on the other hand, you're looking at guys like, like Drew Forbes and Alex Taylor, who have been around for a couple of years and you're like, man, when are we going to see the payoff on these guys? And then mm-hmm. they get cut.
2: And we have all this untapped potential that we yeah. that that you know maybe it maybe I can see a scenario where we do move on from from Hubbard. You know, yeah. Um, it's just it's very exciting. I get passionate when it comes to offensive line, and I just I get all hyped up. I so I, I mean, just talking over it. There, there's plenty. And guess what? Another good thing about offensive the line. There's a lot of them available uh, at any point in time in free agency. There's a oh, lot sure. of people yeah. that want jobs up in this National Football League. So um it's tough with center though. <laughs> third center for I mean, what, should they bring? Nobody wants Bible, to play center. Should, yeah. should, should they bring a Bible and a cross to practice? I, are they stepping on lion <laughs> mines? What are they doing? <laughs> what's happening over there? It's like what's going on? <laughs> practice. What did what like Grand <clears throat> fit last year? It's like or, or like Greedy Williams. It's like what did he have did he have a nuke drop? dropped on his shoulder or greedy it's like what happened did he step on the landline it's like hey hey trainers let's get it together let's stretch a little more how about we all just relax on the injuries please god
0: let's hope so <laughs> yeah. So, guys i think we have the offense pretty well solved um i don't know about you guys when uh after the third preseason game, you know, I'll I'll, uh, I'll probably put out my projection for 53 man um, on Twitter. So I don't know if the podcast is going to work out just right for me to put one out before the cuts because we'll um, we'll go over the defense after week two, and then the cuts will be made, you know, after that probably uh, before we do another podcast. So I'll put my final 53 out, and we'll see if I, you know. Um, come up with uh, anything, you know, novel like I did last year by uh, predicting that Dearness Johnson would make the team. So uh, we'll see if I get (laughs) lucky (laughs) again. Yeah. So, um, guys, this is one of our longest podcasts on the first, maybe the first ever Friday. Um, Sláinte!
2: Sorry, everyone listening in. Sorry, but you got to keep it in because I, I had a good zinger going there at the end, ranting off, you know. Uh, thank you guys, as always, Rod, and uh, Jeff, for uh, having having your buddy Big Cav on. Uh, I knew we had some scheduling issues uh, a couple weeks ago, but I always have just a blast coming on here with you. And I think this might have set the record that was previously also held by me. So <laughs> we'll have to look at the pay <laughs> <book>. <laughs> <That can be. laughs>
0: it could be so
2: uh as always it's it's a pleasure boys every time you know and shout out to skype get it together and uh (laughs) thank you guys so much for having me on this really fun podcast and uh really getting me all pumped up i'm i'm gonna go and watch the uh the uh practicing tapes now that they record from uh cameron justice i want to watch the uh line move i'm going to see these tight ends now and really pumped for browns football season so
0: Thank you, Excellent. boys, for having
2: me on. And always go brownies.
0: We appreciate you, Kev, uh, Big Kev. Um, everybody, big give big you a follow Kev. at Big Kev Sports. Um, big Jeff, Kevin any? Sports. What is it?
2: Yeah, the full Kevin. The uh, the bit, the Big Kev. It, it was a Big Kev, and now it's now it's just it's Big Kevin Sports. It was A H Big Kev, a Big Kev. I, was just, I thought it was, was at you...
0: Big Kev Sports.
2: Yeah, there's been there's been some changes, some developments. You know, a lot of chaos was, going on. I was looking
0: and, at your your uh, Twitter handle. Am I um, I introduced you wrong? Well, oh, I'll be damned. Uh,
2: at okay. at we'll do, big, do some big, editing big there. At
0: Big Kevin Sports, <laughs> a, All right.
2: There's a Big right. Kev army. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: <laughs> it's very confusing.
0: We I it's could okay. probably go back to last podcast. I probably did the same darn thing back there. So, anyways. At Big Kevin Sports, for anybody who didn't get it right um, because they were listening to me earlier in the podcast. So, thanks for the correction, uh, Kev. Um, Jeff, any closing words for us?
1: Just put twenty-five guys on offense that can get me twenty points a game, and I'll be tickled to death.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> thank you. That'd that be great. So, uh, um, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up the first ever friday episode of the browns blitz uh been great talking to you guys and uh this has been the browns blitz we will catch you next time